Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Day in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trowel. Then all at once, the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared and very, uh, the very armies of heaven and they praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go, let's hurry and find this word who is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they hurried off and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary, she treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified Him for all they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel said. This is the story. This is the account from the Gospel of Luke of Jesus' birth. One night, on a night that was just like many nights before, some shepherds were doing their job minding their own business and minding their sheep. And suddenly a light shone above them, lighting up the entire skyline. And an angel, knowing how terrifying this would be for them, reassured them that he was bringing good news. And this good news was for everyone, everywhere. The Christmas story is first and foremost a reminder to humankind. It's a declaration, a message from heaven to earth that we are not alone. That the long-awaited moment had finally come, that what the world had been waiting for, for 400 years, the heavens had been silent For that long, but then this moment arrived, the plan that had been conceived all the way back in the beginning was put into action and the rescuer was born for you and me. I love the way that this translation says this. It says, the best news the world has ever heard. Christmas is the best news the world has ever heard, ever. And it's for everyone, everywhere. Not one person is left out of this good news. This good news includes you tonight. Do you need some good news? Christmas brings with it the best news you have or will ever hear. The rescuer came for you and me. Jesus came for you and me. And that is the best news. I grew up in a family that took me to church 
And I decided to follow Christ when I was about 12 or 13, properly. And then I got to 15 or 16 and thought, ah, there's, a lot, there's a lot more fun things going on out there. And so I tried it out to see if it was a lot more fun. I thought it was for a couple of milliseconds. But in the end, I was just dead inside. I had lost my joy, I'd lost my hope, I'd lost my happiness, I'd lost my purpose, I'd lost, I'd lost all this stuff because I'd walked away from God. And this good news, this best news, <laughs> this Jesus, he drew me all the way back. And I remember standing alone at night in a place I should never have been and crying out. And this amazing God that we have didn't say, well, you went away, you walked away from me. He just had his arms wide open. And he said, come on back, Mel. I've just been waiting. I've just been waiting for you. And it is the best news. Okay, back to the best news. The angel said this. He said, you will recognize him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby lying in a feeding trough. Trough, thank you. I want to know, why is this miraculous? Why would the angel say, you will find this miracle, a baby? Why? Because God came to earth... And he didn't come in a raging whirlwind or a devouring fire, and he could have. The maker of all things shrank down, 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 down to the size of a single egg, barely visible to the naked eye. An egg that would divide and redivide until a fetus took shape and enlarged cell by cell inside a nervous teenager. And God's visit to earth took place in an animal shelter. God's visit. With no attendants present. With no vice regal mansions. The only place to lay the newborn king was this little feeding trough. The God who could order armies and empires around. Like pawns on a chessboard, this God emerged in Palestine as a baby who could not speak or eat solid food or control his bladder. He depended on a teenager for shelter, for food and love. 
Philippians 2 says this, Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. That's our God. He became one of us so that we could know him. Now, that's pretty incredible, I think. He didn't come with trumpets. He didn't come with pomp and and ceremony. He came as a tiny, vulnerable baby. So great was his love that he took off his deity. He took it off and he became human like us. Thank you, Jesus. I say, thank you, Jesus. And once the angels had told the shepherds about the birth of Jesus, more angels appeared and they sang out these words, glory to God in the highest. You know, we've been worshipping God like this this already. Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. That's us. That's you and me, peace and hope. It's given because of Jesus' birth. And you may be sitting here tonight or you may be watching online with us and you're thinking, well, have you seen what's going on in the world? There's not much peace. And if I look at my life and what's going on in my life, I can tell you there's not much peace. Peace is a little word that has many meanings. It could mean no, no war. It could mean harmony in our relationships. It could mean that my mind is at peace and not worried. It could mean a heart that is free from anxiety. Peace in one form or another is something that every person seeks. True? What is peace for you? Where do you need peace? I distinctly remember writing a letter. Who remembers when we used to do that? Anyone? Showing my age. This is before the age of emails and texts. I just had our second child. And for me, the stretch with children was from one to two. Once you've got two, you can have another 15, I suppose. I don't know. I only had one extra. But it was just like, oh, yeah. One to two, and I was like, wow, what has happened? One was a big enough stretch, and then I had another. And I remember writing this letter to a friend who lived in Sydney and saying, will I ever have peace again? Will there ever be silence in my house again? Paul and I, our family home is in Ainsley and we lived there. After we'd lived there for 16 years, we decided to have an adventure. Ah, yes, that was a day. We looked at each other and said, let's have an adventure. And we bought a fixer-upper in Downer. And we spent three and a half years there. And it, it's on a main street <coughs> in Downer. And I tell you, For the first little while, all I heard was the cars. And when we sold the fixer-upper, 
after we'd fixed it up and went back to Ainsley, we'd go out for a walk and Paul would grab me and he'd hold me and say, listen. And I'd say, what? He'd say, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Do you know, the longer we were at Downer, the less I noticed the cars, the less I was even aware of it until we moved back to Ainsley and we were out and there was nothing. You may not even be fully aware of what you are carrying around on the inside of you, the unrest, the turmoil. Do you need some peace? Maybe you think, well, I just, I actually just need a break, a holiday, and then I'll be fine. And having a holiday will help. No doubt about it. But I'm talking about more than just taking a break. I'm talking about receiving peace and hope that sustains you even in the most difficult seasons of your life. Isaiah 9 says this, For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. You know, at Christmas time, we celebrate that child that was given to us. He was given for you. And I love Prince of Peace. I love that phrase. Some other words for prince are ruler of peace, chief of peace, captain of peace, commander of peace. He, Jesus, is the prince of peace. He has peace and he gives peace. Does, that, does the peace that he gives stop all the difficulties? Does it, does it end every war? No, it doesn't because difficulties are not something we can control here on earth. Some things happen. They happen to us. Difficulties at work, in our relationships, a health issue, a disappointment. Some things happen around us. Wars, pandemics. And the peace that Jesus brings is not about getting rid of all the difficulties, all the tough situations and circumstances in our life. Because we can't always control everything that happens in our life. The peace that Jesus brings is found in knowing him, the Prince of Peace. Peace is found in inviting him into our life, into our disappointments, into our tough situations, into our health issues, into our relationships. It's found in surrendering our life to him. Peace is not the absence of something. It's the presence of someone, Jesus. Peace is the presence of Jesus. John 14 says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Did you notice that Jesus didn't say, I'm leaving you with a gift, peaceful circumstances around your life? Sometimes I wish he did say that. I'm leaving you with a gift. No wars, no difficulties, no relationship struggles. No, he said, I'm leaving you with a gift of peace 
of mind and heart. I'm leaving you with a gift and that is peace on the inside of you. That's where his peace resides. That's where his peace is different to what we find in the world today. Some people's solution when they're not having peace or things are difficult is to leave when it gets too hard, to go somewhere else and then I'll find peace. The problem with that idea is that wherever you go, you will be there. And so is everything that drove you to run. The peace Jesus gives, it's, it's not external, it's internal. And it's a gift given by the Prince of Peace. And he's the only one who can really give peace. So do you need some peace? Does your mind and your heart need some peace? Has anxiety overwhelmed you? Has the unknown made you weary? Do you need peace? The musos can come up. You know, when the angels appeared to the shepherds and told them of Jesus' birth, our scripture in Luke tells us that they said to each other, let's go and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. And so that's what they did. They travelled to the place where the baby Jesus was and they found him there. And the Bible says they were ecstatic after seeing him. When you see Jesus, I tell you, it will change your life. They were ecstatic. And you know this message, this good news, this good news that God came in human form to bring us peace and hope. This God isn't someone you just hear about and think, well, that's a nice story. It doesn't affect my life. He isn't someone you can know through another person. Your parent, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your spouse, your relative, your friend. No. He came so that we could experience him for ourselves. Just like they said, let's go and see for ourselves. Just like the shepherds when they experienced seeing Jesus, this good news is a personal experience. You are invited to experience for yourself. This peace and hope are a personal experience. You will find when you experience Jesus for yourself. Jesus' love is meant to be experienced personally. In fact, His love is the most powerful force in the universe. The most powerful. Have you experienced tonight? Have you experienced it tonight? Ephesians 3 says this. It's a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed and he said, May you experience the love of Christ though it's too great to fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The Christmas story is the story of God in heaven 
coming to earth as a baby, living a perfect life, a sinless life, and dying for you and dying for me, for every mistake that we will ever make so that we can have a relationship with Him, so that we can have peace and hope and we can experience His love and live in community with Him. That's the Christmas story. So if you're here tonight and you've never opened your heart and experienced the love of Jesus, if you're here tonight and you need some peace that only the Prince of Peace can give you, some hope that only the God of hope can give you, We're going to pray a prayer. And I would like to invite you to pray that prayer with us. We're going to pray it out loud together. We're going to do that in a minute. Maybe you're here tonight and you have walked with God in the past. But like me, when I was younger, you walked away. But you know it's time. You know. You know that God is talking to you and saying, come on, my arms are wide open. My arms are wide open. Come on back. First time, we're recommitting your life to Christ. Maybe you're here in this room and you know Jesus, you know Christ, but you need some peace. The God of peace, the Prince of peace. He's going to fill you tonight. I'm going to pray about that first, and then we're going to pray for anyone who wants to ask Christ to come into their life. Father, I thank you for every person in this room and every person who's with us online today. God, for those of us who need your peace, Lord, who are living in a just a wind of turmoil. I just see this wind that's like turmoil around you. God, I, I speak and I ask and I pray, Lord, that peace would come and fill every situation that is tumultuous right now. I pray that there would be a stillness and a calmness, Lord, and that anxiety would flee and that your peace and your hope would touch hearts in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your gift. We're going to pray a prayer. If you'd like to ask Jesus into your life then please play, pray with us dear God thank you for sending Jesus thank you Jesus for coming to earth for dying for my sin forgive me I ask you to come into my heart I surrender my life to you Help me to live for you all my days. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.